Well, it's safe to say cryptocurrencies are trending. Uh, we have the, uh, the most well-known uh, Bitcoin uh, certainly being accepted now by leading companies. Tesla's CEO Elon Musk recently tweeting saying you can now buy Teslas with Bitcoin. He is also uh, sort of credited with uh, kind of expanding the popularity of what has been known as a, a, a meme crypto, a Dogecoin. So the global trend is all pointing at uh, an increasing look and maybe positive assessment of cryptocurrencies. But there are also um, counter movements. Uh, India is looking to perhaps ban virtual currencies and penalize currency holders. Uh, India is one of the largest economies in the world, and certainly uh, what they decide will have some influence. So we're going to get some analysis. We're very pleased to be joined by Senior Research Fellow at George Mason University's Mercatus Center, uh, Professor Shruti Rajakopalan, on the line right now. Hello. Hi, Henry. It's very nice to speak with you. Professor, thank you so much for joining us. Could you first uh, tell us how large the Indian uh, cryptocurrency market is? I know there's um, not necessarily any empirical official data, but uh, certainly it has seemed like it's grown quite uh, fast, like here in South Korea. Uh, how, how big of a trend do you think it is in India? So it's, as you said, we don't have official data on it, but you know, we can estimate using a few different kinds of sources and metrics of information. Mm. So, for instance, uh, you know, India is the second largest source of web traffic to Paxful, which is a peer-to-peer Bitcoin trading platform. So it's the second after the United States, right? Uh, according to a report by Quartz from a couple of years ago, one in every 10 Bitcoin purchases in the world happens in India. Uh, you know, Wazir X is the largest exchange, uh, you know, crypto exchange platform in India. And its CEO, Nishal Shetty, uh, believes that the entire Indian market sees about daily trading volumes of 150 million to 350 million US dollars. And uh, he estimates that the total value of crypto assets held by Indians is around the 1.5 billion mark, right? right? And a big chunk of that, more than half of that, might be held in Bitcoin. But as you know, we don't have official sources, so it's a little bit difficult. Uh, but there's a lot of excitement in India about Bitcoin. And, you know, if we peel the layers a little bit and think about India as an economy and the habits of Indian investors, we should also remember that India has had a centuries-long love affair with gold, mm. right? It's the world's biggest importer of gold. Mm. And gold has always been an asset, uh, you know, a store of value, uh, which is internationally acceptable. It's a, it's a hedge against inflation. It helps during regime uncertainty and economic uncertainty. And now Bitcoin is kind of mimicking some of those characteristics globally because it has sort of become an internationally accepted store of value. And people are thinking of it in terms of appreciation, in terms of it as a as a hedge against inflation and uncertainty. So, you know, I, I think there's a lot of excitement in India uh, about cryptocurrency. Some of it is obviously translating into right. investors trading already. But there's a big potential market out there which might not yet be trading but might do it any time. And let's assess then well, what we are hearing in the media. Reuters reporting that there's a strong signal that the Indian government may ban any activities, including mining, trading, possessing anything uh, uh, related to uh, cryptocurrencies. Some question whether this is actually um, accurate reporting. What do you think is the situation right now? Yeah, so, you know, there's a lot of mixed reports in India. So India has a draft bill, which is not yet law, but it's been circulating for, for the last year and a half. And the draft bill aims to ban cryptocurrency, exactly what you said. You know, it, it's going to ban everything, including mining, trading, possession of any crypto assets. 
So that bill has been circulating, and this has come up again and again in the Indian policy context. On the other hand, recently, uh, you know, uh, Nirmala Sitaraman, who is the finance minister, uh, you know, in Prime Minister Modi's government, said that, you know, India is not going to have an outright ban on crypto. It's going to have some kind of regulation. And about, you know, three days after she said that, this report leaked from Reuters and a lot of people gave a lot of credibility to the Reuters reporting because their sources were very senior bureaucrats within the finance ministry. So this is a real fear in India right now. A lot of people and investors who are holding crypto assets are very worried. And, you know, to answer your second question of, of which direction India is going in and why they might do this at all, uh, I think the government has two big fears. One is tax evasion. So India's tax code is very complicated. There's massive amounts of tax evasion. It's very difficult to track. And normally, tax evasion is tracked by having, you know, raids by government officials and the and the tax authorities. In fact, even the, you know, government snapped this decision to, to render 86% of India's currency invalid overnight in 2016, which was called demonetization. The end goal was to get after people who are tax evaders and, you know, sort of end the black money, as they call it. So one of the real fears is that cryptocurrency makes it very easy to hide assets and makes it very difficult to trace or track them. Hmm. And a lot of tax evaders are going to use crypto assets, right? right? So that's one fear. The second fear is India doesn't have 100% capital account convertibility. So the government is very worried that, you know, the central bank and the government, uh, their ability to control capital flight, uh, you know, and volatility during economic crisis, especially global economic crises, uh, is going to be severely hampered if crypto becomes very big in India, uh, because cryptocurrency would allow Indians to bypass the current restrictions on capital account convertibility and invest abroad very easily, right? So crypto also brings a lot of money in quickly, but it can also take the money out very quickly. And that's the major yeah. fear. Well, you wrote recently for Bloomberg and you explained the situation of India's regulatory environment uh, uh, when dealing with extreme regulation of foreign currencies. Can you just overall tell us your thoughts on um, should uh, cryptocurrencies be cracked down upon like this, what uh, the ramifications are, and also finally, uh, what your uh, recommendations would be? Yeah, you know, honestly, I'm against banning something as important as crypto, because what will likely end up happening is you can't really end crypto, right? Mm. Uh, the entire network of computers, right, it is decentralized and it is across the world. So there is no real way by which the government can actually pull that off, right? What is likely to happen is it is going to arbitrarily start raiding people and harassing people who the government thinks, thinks have crypto assets, and it's going to drive the entire network underground. Right. And you can imagine how difficult this is. Uh, India used to have an old regime of, you know, uh, uh, strictly regulating foreign currencies. And in those years, the raids used to seize dollar bills and, you know, European currency uh, and gold bars and things like that. Now, can you imagine a government trying to unearth a passcode or a C phrase that actually holds or unlocks millions in Bitcoin? Mm. It's virtually impossible. So to enforce a ban, I mean, if you're getting realistic about this, the government either has to develop the most intrusive surveillance system tracking all digital and internet activity in India, which I don't think is possible and it's not advisable, or it's going to do this in an arbitrary and ad hoc way where, you know, they randomly start raiding and harassing people and bring the law on them. 
And what is likely going to happen in that circumstance is all the really bright, you know, fintech people, young coders, people who are having crypto yeah. startups, they're all going to leave. You know, the, the country is going to see a massive brain drain because they will just take their entrepreneurship and assets and leave. And the people who will be left behind are sort of the, you know, those who are fostering the criminal right. activity aspect of the crypto currency network, which is going to be full of, you know, criminals right. and tax okay. evaders and so on and so forth. So that's, okay. I think, what's going to happen. So I think it's extremely ill-advised. Well, Professor, uh, we thank you for this very comprehensive overview and really helping us understand the situation in India. I'm sure some parallels here with uh, what we're facing in South Korea. Thank you so much, and hopefully we can talk again soon. Absolutely. This was a pleasure, Henry. Thank you for having me on the show. Thank you. We'll be back in the second hour after this.